Hello and welcome to Crab Cakes and Football. That's what Maryland does. I'm Travis Ware alongside my brother Eric Ware. Jim Mercedes says, get him out. Let's go. We are Marylanders. We like crab cakes. We like football. We like to talk about such things. Like we always like to say, we have no business doing any of this, but, you know, put a microphone in front of us, see what happens. We love to talk football. Here's the thing, though. According to Jim Mercy, we have more business doing this than Daniel Sire does owning a football team. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Jim Mercy comes out swinging with some comments there, but before we get into all that, how you doing, man? I'm doing well for the most part. I have some health issues and taken care of. That's always fun. Looks like I'll be having surgery. Also fun. Me and Carson Wentz in the same club, I guess. Uh, my <laughs> surgery might be a little bit more uh, painful because it's not in a great area. But, uh, yeah, other than that, life is good. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to this weekend for me. I got uh, my birthday on Monday. Oh, yeah. And Savannah's birthday is on Saturday. So it's just kind of a birthday weekend for us. So going to have a good time. Um, but, yeah, Jim Ursay coming out and... Laying some words about Dan Snyder that honestly, all of us Washington fans have been hoping for. Yeah, hoping and praying for for a long time. And really, he just said, I believe that there's merit to remove him as an owner, which is the first time we've heard anybody other than just, you know, people like us. Yeah, or journalists saying, so this is huge. I, it's gigantic. Uh, the NFL is sort of that gentleman's club, right? And like the, you don't really talk about other owners and it's pretty rare that that happens. And in the history of the NFL, if you start talking about an owner and kicking him out, that owner usually ends up being ousted. Like it's not, you can't really recover from that. Right. And something I read today, which I didn't think about until reading this is like, do you think they put him out there because, you know, the owners putting him out there just to see the reaction to what he said? Do you right. Think that's a possibility. I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Be- like, because they're, there they're see, so, like- they're so tight knit. And honestly, Jim Mercy, most of his shortcomings are pretty public. Like, you yeah. know, DUI or DWI in 2014 and came out and said he had, you know, issues addictions, with pain, right, yeah, addictions right, right. and stuff like that. So, you know, you roll him out there and he, he even said, you know, you can you can look at me front and back and I got nothing to hide. So is that the reason why he was the one that got put out there and making these comments and kind of seeing how everybody. Well, this is definitely I mean, this is Ursay, right? Like Ursay is always if any owner is going to talk, if it's not Jones and Steiner, it's going to be Ursay. So yeah. like it's in his personality to really speak up anyway. But yeah, I mean, fire everything you got is basically what he's saying and like he doesn't have anything to lose in this, like, nothing at all. Like, maybe other owners do, but, like, it sounds to me, I it does not seem like they just had the meeting. It doesn't really seem like the owners are scared of this at all. So, like, I don't, like, scared of Snyder having dirt or anything like that. Right. So, like, I, I see this as being just, and, like, I know, like, as Washington fans, you can't get too excited about it. Right. it feels like this has been happening for five years now. But, like... I don't think he's going to be the owner of the team next year. I just really don't. Yeah. I'm not going to deep dive any more into this. We definitely could. We could probably do a whole show about this, but let's just deep dive. We into talk about the, football. Yeah, we talk about on the field football. So, Washington 12, Chicago 7. That game, to quote the great JR, was bowling shoe ugly. 
Oh, like, man. Yeah. Like, they're... I, what, what do you even take away from that game other than both teams suck? Like, the, it was... There was just nothing... <laughs> Wentz went for 12 for 22 for 99 yards. Yeah. And one. Like, I, how is that even a thing? Like, Fields goes 14 27. Like, they, by the way, Bears running the ball, phenomenal. Herbert, seven carries, 74 yards, 10.6 yards carry. Montgomery, 15 carries, 67 yards, 4.5 yards a carry. Like, if they would just ran the ball 50 times, they probably would have won. Probably. So, like, I, like, and, like Justin Fields needs an offensive coordinator that actually gives a crap about Justin Fields. Yeah. Like Luke Etsy comes from Green Bay. He's the passing coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. On what universe do you think the passing coordinator for Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a great fit for Justin Fields? Like None. I didn't understand. Like and then you you watch the game and they're not and I and I don't wanna like piggyback off of like anybody anything that all the analysts said, but they everybody covered this on the uh Amazon Prime coverage is like they're not rolling him. I mean, did he roll out some? Of course, but not rolling him out enough. He was in the pocket way too much. He got beat up. His ribs were sore or something was going on. He was yeah, like clearly definitely visible. not like, 100%. The second half, yeah. neither of the quarterbacks should No, they shouldn't have been, been playing. playing. No, especially in a game like that that's like two teams are doing bad and that game was bad anyway. Like they shouldn't have been in there, but Fields was just taking hit after hit. They weren't rolling him out. They're not playing to his strengths at all. And here's the problem Justin Fields. Or not even the problem, but the problem with coaching is like he has strengths. Yes. Justin Fields ha- it can be an NFL quarterback, but you have to be like Greg Roman and just create a system around him. You cannot fit square peg around hole, especially like you can't fit Justin Fields in the Aaron Rodgers system. It's just not. You just can't do it. It's impossible. No, you can't. And I, my one line from this was Justin Fields needs help. He had the most passing yards in the game, had the most rushing yards in the game. Right. And yet he loses. I didn't even cover his rushing numbers. That's another thing. And it's like, and this should even be more because there should be more design runs. Right. And I had one this a couple weeks ago. Highest sack percentage in the league. He now leads the league with Washington with 23 sacks, but yet has way less attempts. So his sack percentage, he's literally getting sacked. One in every five dropbacks, yeah, which because, is insane. Because he's a young quarterback who isn't supposed to be a pocket guy. You're dropping him back. He's not making quick reads. A lot of the sacks are on him in the sense that he's not making the quick reads. However, he should not be in the pocket all the time. Like So you can, right. as a coach, fix that problem. And really, what quick reads are you going to have when your leading receivers are Dante Pettis? And, I mean, I like Darnell Mooney, but... He's not a he's not a surefire like right. number does, one with nothing end. on they the other side. They don't have like a right? guy that can really like make catches in those like he doesn't have a security blanket. Guy. Right? No, no, he doesn't. And it, Mooney even bobbled the ball that would have been on the game winning touchdown if he catches that clean. Right. Absolutely. We're talking about a different story now. On the other side of the ball, I will say Washington's front finally looking like what they're supposed to. Yeah, but to. his front isn't looking like they're supposed to against the Bears. True, but Montez Sweat, since we called him out a couple weeks ago, <laughs> uh, last two games, three sacks, 12 tackles, eight quarterback hits. But something interesting, he's actually playing less than 70% of the snaps. As prior, he was playing more. So what did we? What have we been saying for the last like two years? Rotate our, Rotate our defensive line. Um, F.A. Obata, 
Three sacks. He's been in looking four, really good. Three sacks in four games, six quarterback hits, and a pass deflection, working less than 40% of the snaps, which is kind of insane, those numbers. Um, McCain actually dropped down to 86% of the oh. snaps. Oh. Only game below 90% had only three tackles and one pass deflection, while Forrest 56% still had more production. Of course he did, because he's so. a better football player. <laughs> right. So. Um, I actually did like some things I saw from Washington's defense, but again, like you said, it's the Bears. So, what can we take away really from that game? I I, I think you take away two teams that are just not coached properly really well right now, and yeah. they're not going anywhere this season. I think that's what we saw. Yeah. Speaking of coaching, let's go into a game where somebody's coaching real well. Yeah. Uh, the Giants. Now let's let's rewind a little bit. So, quarter of the year, we're doing a review. We're doing pretenders, contenders. We get to the Giants. And, man, I said, pretender, question mark, yet. Because I wanted to see them play some teams. We hadn't quite gotten there yet. Green Bay, Baltimore, Travis, this team, they're for real. And, like, the thing is, like, Baltimore, I think Baltimore's a better team than Green Bay. So, you beat Green Bay. Yes. You go at Baltimore, and I know Baltimore's had some end-of-the-year stuff, and we can talk about kind of what happened at the end of that game because there's some issues there on Baltimore side. Yeah, I definitely but, want to talk about that. But here's the thing about the Giants and the way they're winning, the way they won against Green Bay, and I think everybody should be very concerned. Barkley didn't have the greatest game ever against the Ravens. No. Daniel Jones didn't have any numbers. They're winning, like, 2008 Steelers-like style. Like, they're winning, like... They're just winning football games. Like, it doesn't matter what the stats are. Right. At the end of the day, they're winning. And that always means really good coaching, which we've always talked about with Dable and Newark. He's, it's been a phenomenal hire. It's the best hire of the year by far. And, like, I, like you have got to be concerned because, again, with first-year coaches, I feel like, and I know Barkley's health is obviously important, but outside of that, they can only get better at this point. Right, I completely agree. I think and, this is scary. Yeah, this is scary. And honestly, I think it's really scary for next year. Yeah. Like, give them an offseason. Let them put more pieces around Daniel Jones. And or, the thing, you can, I think you can build around Jones. Yeah. He looks good. And what I noticed in the Baltimore game is just they don't have a true number one receiver. No, they don't. And, like, they need to build. Like, you're not, like you know, Shepard's has health issues. Uh, the guy that was out for oh, Slayton, Slayton was like yeah. kind of he was he looked like he was good when they picked him up and then he got into like coaching hated him I guess and he was kind of out for a while and now he's back in so I don't know what he's gonna bring but like neither nobody there is a number one so like they need to like bring in a solid if they could bring in a solid number one and then bring in another solid tight end boy like I think speaking of tight ends that Bellinger's starting to you know kind of pick it starting up, to and, heat up absolutely yeah it's the last couple games but to your point. They're doing what this team, I put this team is doing what good teams do. They were outgained by Baltimore, 406 yards to 238. Um, Baltimore had more first downs, 23 to 18. And Jones was sacked more four times as opposed to two for Lamar Jackson. But Giants had less penalties, 3 to 10, less turnovers, 1 to 2. And were better on third down. Baltimore 40%, Giants 50%. That's how you win games, and that's how good teams win games. Because it doesn't matter if you don't have your A-ball. They still won the game. And the thing is, like, when you're the thing about Dayball and what he set up, and, and he said it, and the players say it, we just get all we want to do is we just want to get the fourth quarter. And if we get the fourth quarter and that game is one possession, even if we're down, we're winning that game. Like, yeah. that is their thought. And they've proven that. Like, that's what they go out and do. They don't just say it, like, they do it. And, like, I think, like, if you're going to face a team like the Giants, you better try to put them away by the second quarter 
and be up 21 points in halftime. Because if not, they're going to win the game. They're scrappy, and they're going to come back. Yeah. Yep. I mean, this is a team that's well-coached. They fight like hell. They obviously have all – every single player on that team is bought in. Oh, yeah. Not even I mean, a they're, question. Their team, they're like – that defense is overachieving. They're playing their freaking hearts out against Baltimore. Like, the, like the Giants are going to be in the picture at the end of the year. Yes, they are. And – but on the flip side, what's going on with the Ravens? Led 20-10 to 10 with less than 12 minutes left in this game. It's been their thing all season. Baltimore 35-14 over Miami at the start of the fourth quarter. And then 20-10 to 10 over Buffalo at half. Not that Buffalo is a terrible team. Right. Not that Buffalo is a terrible team, but they're blowing these big leads. What's going on? You got anything? I, I did some dig. Well, for me, digging. I don't have any hard evidence of anything. I just looked at the Giants game, and I'm thinking like, it's tough, right? Because everybody, MVP, I feel like MVP is really based on stats a lot. And we talked about that when I said Kirk Cousins might win MVP. But Kirk Cousins isn't like, he doesn't know that game stuff or make those great decisions all the time in the clutch. I think we really have to talk about Lamar Jackson being a clutch player at this point. Like, I like there was no reason for him to throw the football on that bad snap. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Zero completely reason. agree. Completely agree. That was agree probably on that one. the dumbest play I've seen all year from yeah. a player, not from a coach. Nathaniel Hackett, but from a player. So, like, I, I don't know what was going on. I get that you want to win. I get that. It's a very easy for me to say out here and say that was a dumb play because I'm not in the heat of the moment. But he has got to change the way he plays at the end of games because things are not going well. Uh, do you, I mean, what do you have for that? We think of the Ravens as a rushing team, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about Justin Fields not doing it enough and talking about Greg Roman. I mean, that's what they've built. Right, and with Lamar Jackson, their numbers reflect that. Sixth in the rushing, 934 yards. Only 14th in attempts, 157, but if you're getting the yard production, whatever, right? Right. All right, so in these games where they led by double digits, here are their stats. So in the Giants game, only 17 attempts rushing. This is outside of Lamar Jackson. I'm excluding Lamar Jackson from these numbers. Okay. 17 rushes, 134 yards, averaging 7.9 yards per carry. Pretty good. Why aren't we rushing it more? Right. Like, let's burn the clock. Let's keep their offense off the field. Agreed. All right. Over Miami, they were up 35 to 14. Less rushes, 16. 36 yards, only 2.25 yards per carry. But honestly, even if you're only averaging a little bit of running, like, burn the clock. You're up 21 points. Burn the clock. And then Baltimore, they actually, or over Buffalo, 22 rushes, 89 yards, 4.0 yards per carry. If you take Jackson's numbers out of their rushing, they are dead last in attempts, and they're 29th in yards. Right. But they're 10th in yards per carry. How do you ice these games? You run the ball. Like, I I don't under... I, I was shocked when I was reading these numbers. I was just like, why... Well, and Why? especially if you look at the Giants game, because Kenny and Drake just had a like blowout game. Like he, right. he, he only rushed it, it like ten times. I know, and what for like a hundred yards or close yeah, one hundred thirteen, I think. Yeah, and so like you, you had it. He could have rushed the ball twenty five times in that game, and it would probably won by two touchdowns. Right. It, it's not like he wasn't the hot hand. And when you run the ball, that opens up more in the passing game, and Jackson gets involved in the running. Like you're, you're, you're not just handing the ball off. You're running options. You don't even know who's getting the ball. Like, these things can be way more effective. You just have to use it. Like, but teams are, it's like, we're just, like, programmed now to just throw the ball. Right, and my thing is, is, 
So what was our answer? Oh, we signed Deshaun Jackson? That's the complete opposite of what we need to be focusing on But right everybody now. always talks about how Baltimore doesn't have any receivers. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Lamar Jackson's still putting up the passing numbers. I, but the, these, these games, if you can ice these games with a good running game, which we think they have, but they actually don't, that, that's their problem. Yeah. I. Th- so is the solution run the ball in the fourth quarter? I Run the ball more, period. How are you dead last below, like, the Houston Texans in rushing attempts? Well, the Texans have a great running back. But. No, you're below them in attempts, though. Like, the, right. Like, I just don't understand. Like, we always think of them as this I ag- rushing. I agree game. with that. We do think of that. and like, But a lot of times they aren't. And I feel like the weakest I've ever seen the Ravens when I go to watch them are games where they throw the ball more than they run it. And that right. happens to be more than not. Or not more than like, not, but more than it should be. And I feel like this year it's been a lot more than it should be. Yeah, and maybe that has to do with that contract, right? Like, I want to earn that money. I want to show everybody I'm the best quarterback in the league. I want to show everybody I'm elite, so I'm going to throw, throw, throw. Like, maybe well, it's like i got to earn my money. I will say, they've also had injuries, you know, J.K. Dobbins, all that kind of stuff, you know, still lingering but injuries But again, Kenny Drake came in and right. did just well. There's right. nothing wrong with what Kenny Drake did. Yeah, exactly. So just keep feeding him the hot hand, and you would have won that game. Yeah, they would have beat the Giants in that I game agree. if they would have kept feeding him the ball. I agree. Period. So, yeah, I, I just thought that was crazy and wanted to go over that. But next game we got up is Colts Jaguars. I'm officially back on the Colts. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and I don't really have a snappy one liner for this one, but uh, this is what happens when you protect Matt Ryan. Right. No sacks. Completely. This yep. is what you get. You get 42 out of 58, three touchdowns, 72%. I mean, that's the best you can ask for. Like, Pittman gets over 100 yards. Everything's kind of back to normal. And, like, they had no running game, by the way, because Taylor's out. So they're able to, like, put up those numbers. Matt Ryan's throwing the ball with no running game. So you know he's – everybody on the field knows that Matt Ryan's throwing a pass. Right, and and they pass 58 times. And Jaguars certainly don't have the best defense in the league, but they don't have the worst defense in the league. Right. So, like – and, you know, Jaguars are kind of up and coming with Peterson. I think they'll be good, better in, at the end of the year. But, yeah, I mean, at this rate, I think it's a it's between the Colts and Titans. Yeah, and game this weekend, Colts-Titans. Yeah, it's a big game. Um, which we will touch on a little bit later. But, yeah, Matt Ryan, 42-58, 72.4 percentage, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Like you said, no sacks. And I kind of talked about it last week. You had the emergence of Alec Pierce, um, which opens up the game for Pittman. So this game was right. a game where Pittman got 13 receptions, 134 yards. Alec Pierce still had that uh, nice touchdown at the end of the game. Um, and Paris Campbell finally not injured. A Paris Campbell sighting. Yeah. Well, really, just finally not injured in the regular season. Well, that's what season. I mean. We actually see him in the game. So Paris seven Campbell receptions, sighting. 57 yards. I mean, if they all kind of go into the trajectory of what they've the Colts have drafted them for and what they thought... This actually could be a really good receiving core, which would be great for Matt Ryan. And the thing, I know Jaguars put up a lot of points in this game, too, but the Colts' defense has been pretty good this year. Right. So if that's the case, now Jaguars don't have a strong pass rush, so we'll see when they play teams later down the line. Don't they they play Dallas next week, I think? Maybe not. And so uh, I just, I see... I see that like they're good, but I still the Titans to me have a better coach. And as long as Henry stays healthy, I think it'll go the Titans' way. But man, if they can keep Ryan up upright, that's a dangerous team. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Cowboys actually have the Lions. They're facing the Giants 
Jags, oh. Giants. So you're no Jags, Giants. But who are the Colts facing next week? Oh, the Colts are facing the Titans. Oh yeah, that's Colts, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Colts. So Titans. and and that's another team. I mean, the Titans also don't have a pass rush usually, and so I think the Colts might have a big game there too. So hopefully that will build momentum for them. But we'll see what happens. And with Trevor Lawrence in this game, I just feel like they 165 yards on 20 completions. That's that's a lot of dink and dunk there. And yeah, but he was getting sacked sacked four times. So it's kind of yeah, like that. I think that's the Colts defense. Yeah. I mean, remember Colts defense beat Patrick Mahomes. So yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with the Jaguars here. Patriots 38, Browns 15. Zappy wakes up Patriots offense from a nappy. Wow. <laughs> well, I went I went uh Ren and Simpy here and I said Zappy Zappy Joy Joy. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. But I mean Look, the numbers are great. 24 of 34, 309 yards, two touchdowns, one turnover, had a fumble lost. Do we have a quarterback controversy here? So, today, Patriots say no. So, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know, like, what would make you want to play Mac Jones, but I say there should be. Yes. For a few reasons. First of all, Mac Jones, before he went down. Leave 669 yards, two touchdowns, five interceptions. Does that sound great? Doesn't sound too great to me. But what's the most important stat for a quarterback? Win-loss record. Yeah. Mac Jones, one and two. What's uh, what's Zappy Hours? Uh, Zappy What's his uh, winning record when he starts? When he starts? Yeah, when uh, he I starts. I believe that is 2-0. Uh, and oh. and, and they weren't even close games. They weren't even close games. Now, the one thing I'll say is he was playing the Browns and the Lions. And the Lions are terrible defensively. So, yes. Like, I mean, brutally bad, like yeah. historically bad. So, I don't want to get too carried away with this, but I think there's one thing we have to pay attention to, and that's passer rating. Mac Jones, his three starts 87.2 passer rating, but then 79.7, and then 62.1. So, he's going down. Whereas we have, uh, uh, Zappy Hauer, over 100 every game. Yeah. And not only that, but we were just talking about this, what, a week or two ago, how, you know, the Patriots brought in these weapons and they just were not producing. Well, he spread the ball around and four different receivers had 60-plus yards. So, Demonte Parker, that was like the big, oh, they got a they got a one wide receiver, you know, right. potential number one. Who did nothing this year until this game. Right. This is only his second game with five targets. He had four receptions for 64 yards. Hunter Henry. The two games with Zappi, last week four uh, receptions, 54 yards. This week four receptions, 61, one touchdown. Before this, he had five receptions all year. Johnny Smith, two receptions, 61 yards. Had 58 yards all season leading up to this game. And then Jacoby Myers kind of been doing what Jacoby Myers does for them, which makes no sense, but he did have four receptions and 60 yards. So... Spreading the ball around and getting these playmakers involved, which we have not seen from Mac Jones. From Mac Jones, and I, I just they're from the get. I just have not liked what I've seen from Mac Jones. I feel like when the Patriots are at their best, when they play the most conservative with Mac Jones, and so it's just like that's not how you're going to win games in 2022. Like, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up about this is that Zappy. Threw for over 300 yards and had, what, two touchdown passes and no picks? Or maybe three touchdown passes and no picks. Two touchdowns. Two touchdown passes. He had a fumble he loss. He did have a fumble loss. 
There's only one time this year that Mac Jones threw over 300 yards, and when he did that, he threw two picks. Yeah. So, like, there's an issue there. And so I think, like, you, I, I would think that you need to save a zappy. Belichick strikes me as somebody who would, right? You save right. with a hot hand. He, well, he did and it with Bledsoe and Brady. So, like, I just, I, I'm shocked that they've come out and said that, well, at least sources close to them. Belichick hasn't said anything. But sources close to the Patriots have said there's, Jones is coming back against the Bears. I, whatever. I think that's the wrong decision. I mean, you got to ride with a hot hand until it's not hot anymore. If he has a bad game, then go ahead and put Jones back in. And I, I wouldn't even say a bad game at this rate. I mean, I might give him two or three bad games to before I really because. And also, he passes the eye test, man. I, he, I know. his footwork in the pocket was I. I remember watching about halfway through that game. I was like, man, he just feels the pocket perfectly. Still eyes downfield, but the second somebody was behind him, he's stepping up into it, moving around in it. Looked really good. Re- going through his progressions really quickly, but smartly. And I, he passes the eye test for me. And I, I think it's a no-brainer. You have to stick with him at this point. I think he's undefeated. And the thing is, that defense is so good right now. Do you really want to burn that away with Mac Jones? And the way he was playing. Right. Because you're just going to waste the season away at this right, point. Right, because the Patriots defense, again, taking away their best players. Chubb had the worst game of his uh, season. season. Uh, 12 rushes, 56 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, which is still insanely high. But those are all the lowest. <laughs> that's of a really year. high number to be your lowest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just how good he is. Um, it was. It's his only game where he was below 100 scrimmage yards. Um, and then Kareem Hunt, four rushes, 12 yards, zero receptions, all lows for the season. Uh, Cooper was targeted 12 times, only four receptions, 44 yards, and Brissett just had a complete stinker of a game. 21 of 45, one touchdown, three turnovers, two picks, and a fumble loss. So, I mean, really, that's, you can't waste this defense, and if Zappy's playing this well... But I, I think that's the problem, though. I, I To me, the biggest problem with this whole thing is the teams that Zappy has played. He's played the two worst defenses in the league. Right. So, like, I, he, maybe, he's, maybe he's just... Fool's gold at this point, but I do want to see it. But we're not. I don't think we're going to. Right. I, yeah. I definitely. I mean, he faces the Bears this weekend, which is a is a better defense, but you know, not a better offense. So <laughs> very curious. But going on, moving on to Bengals Saints. Bengals thirty. Saints twenty six. Honestly, didn't have too much about this game. Um, the Saints were missing their three top receivers and only lose by four. Um, so they're missing Alave, Landry, and Thomas in this game. Yeah, but a few things about that. First of all, my little uh, thing for this was uh, we saw a Burrow beat down on Bourbon Street. There you go. And, uh, you know, reuniting in LSU territory, yeah. right? Because that's, that's where they went to Showed up in his jersey. Showed up in Chase's jersey, right? 300 yards, three touchdowns, snow picks. A few things about the Saints that I'm concerned about. First of all, you just said the three top wide receivers were out. So why the heck didn't we see Hill all over the goddamn field again? Right. I don't understand that at all. But here's the thing. Dennis Allen's your head coach. What's Dennis Allen? Defense. Right. So why are they giving up 20 points or more in every game and then more than 25 in the last three? Yeah. That's a it, big problem. Yeah. I, like, I don't care who your quarterback is. Seamus Winston, Andy Dalton, Jim Everett, Archie Manning. It doesn't matter. Look, if you're giving up 25 points a game... Like, that's a problem, yeah. especially in this division that everybody not named the Panthers is going to figure out how to score on you. I like, I, yeah, the Saints are done, really, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, the I Saints know that Saints and Cardinals are playing tonight, but 
And I guess who wins that game could maybe try to build some momentum. But the Saints defense, they have some issues. Yeah, I don't think it's looking good for either team from tonight. No, I I agree. Talking about the Saints on the way down. How about a team that's on the way up? And I have the Steelers beating the Buccaneers. And I have Truby or not Truby. That is the question. And Mitch Trubisky comes back. Wins the game, baby. And the Steelers are back. And I'm back on the bandwagon because the Ravens suck. Can't keep leads. They're terrible. Browns, garbage. Worst defense in the league. And the Bengals are the Bengals. So, Steelers, the Bengals are the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals are the Bengals. They look okay all season. Sure, they might sneak in. uh, Let me ask you a question about the Bengals. Did they win the division last year? No. Okay, so they're not going to win the division this year. It's all Steelers, baby. Woo! Mitchell Trubisky coming back in the game. What? Nine for 12, one touchdown. Defense actually doing something in this game. Stopping Tom Brady, making Tom Brady look like he's 170 years old, even though he is close to that. I was about to say, I was like, eh, not that far off. It's not that far off at all. So, most important thing out of everything I said, right? They are one game out, first place. That's it. Just one game. So, Travis, are so you is buying? So is everybody in this division. Uh, are you buying the Steelers? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um... I just they not beat, yet. They beat the Buccaneers. I here's the problem though, right? Because here, here, true, true question here: Was this game about the Steelers maybe figuring things out, or is this a game about the Buccaneers on the way down? Right, and I think that's going to be to be determined at this right. point. Uh, plus, what do you do going forward with the quarterback? situation there I, that's, do you stick with Trubisky when Pickett gets cleared or do you go back to Pickett it's so Pickett hard was 11 of 18 only look, 67 yards did yeah, not look great he didn't look great he didn't look terrible he wasn't turning the ball over but very very uh, dink and dunk like it's very yeah. and Trubisky wasn't right and Claypool finally emerged with a good game seven receptions 96 yards which will be a good compliment to Pickens yeah definitely um, well, considering Claypool had more yards in his seven receptions than Pickett had in, the, in his 11 completions. So I would definitely say uh, most of those came from Trubisky there. But here's one thing I'm really concerned about outside of the quarterback thing. They have no running game. Like, they have none. Raji Harris right. averages, if he's on a good day, 3.5 yards a carry. That's on a good day, Travis. Yeah. So, like, they have, and they have nothing behind him. So they have zero in terms of a running game. So I think, like, as much as, like, yes, they're one game out, as much as the Ravens do look concerning, as much as the Bengals, again, last year never really looked good, so you just don't know what you're getting with the Bengals. And I really don't like the Browns all that much. They're okay, and maybe they'll be better when Watson comes along, but that dude's been out of football for three years. So I don't know. Are they going to win the division? Who knows? I do think it's up for grabs. But, man, I don't know if they want to get, like, Cam Akers or one of these running backs that are whining about where they're at for a trade. I don't know if they can pull something like that off, but they need help in in running. I think if they get – because my whole thing about picking them was a good defense or actually great defense because C.J. Watt was healthy and a really good running game, and they have no running game. Yeah. And as much as I do, I actually like Trubisky, but either or. If you have Trubisky or Pickett out there, they need a running game. Yes, I completely agree with that. And – Along with them, I just, 
I don't say because you say the Bengals aren't you know Bengals have won three of their last four and this is since their offensive line has gelled like he hasn't been sacked you know Burrow hasn't been sacked more than four times who have they in been the last on? four weeks yes but still it didn't matter who they were playing last year they were still getting crushed so they beat the Jets which we can't say the Jets are the Jets are the Jets they beat the Dolphins um they did they lose beat to the, the Dolphins Ravens. in the two again I don't count that um, whatever man like I just it's one of those things where they're not completely bowl over defenses that they're beating and that he's not getting sacked by. And I think that's the stat here where the Bengals are getting yep, much better. But that's one side of the ball. How good is their defense? I think it's a lot better than people think it is. I don't think it's any better than it was last year. No, but their defense was... The- their defense got them to the Super Bowl last year. I went not on their defense, but you know what I'm saying. You, you, okay, but the, the way the AFC looks right now, you think the Bengals can still go to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not saying they're going to go there. Okay. I, I, they have a better chance than the Steelers right now. I don't know if that's true. I don't. I, no. If the Steelers pick up a running back, watch out. That's all I'm going to say. I would say their defenses are on par with each other right now, and Burrow is way better than anything they have in the passing game for the Steelers. So I'm completely disagreeing okay. with you. The Bengals are better than the Mike Steelers Tomlin's today. Than Zach Taylor. Yes, I will give you that. That's all I'll give you. Here come the Falcons. Right? I, it's like, not Ritter time? I, well, I, I, I think it still is. Yeah, I do too. But here's the thing about the Falcons. Like, and I, I feel like, and I, this is one of those things, because you know, we, we did some weird things last week in our episode, so I can't remember off on, I think it might have been two weeks ago even, but like at some point I made a comment saying that I feel like the Buccaneers are on the way down and the yep. Falcons are on the way up. And holy crap, did that come true this week? Yeah. Like, like, talk about Scored like twenty-eight points on the 49ers. 49ers defense. Yeah, like now had help from their own defense. Of course, held the 49ers thirteen rushes, thirty-nine yards, three yards per carry, but, one fumble loss that was taken back for a touchdown. I think that's huge right there. And I, I agree because I think that's been the problem for about probably a decade for Atlanta is their defense. And they had two picks. And if their defense can play like that and turn the ball over, Mariota, if Mariota can throw 14 passes a game and win football games, they're going to be doing pretty well. Like, if he can stay at that, 14 to 20 passes a game, perfect. That's exactly where he should be. Right. And, like, and he had six three, rushes for 50 yards. Three like, total exactly touchdowns. should happen. Three total touchdowns, two passing, one rush. Did not turn the ball over. Great game by Mariota, but wasn't asked to do a whole lot. No, but he and, did exactly what he needed to do. Right, and the Falcons' defense and running it. Honestly, they're doing what you're talking about with the Steelers: defense, run, and then just ask Mariota make a play here and there. I, 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 I'm serious. Right now, you asked me to pick Atlanta Falcons wins the South. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree with you. So, oh, actually, real quick though on that. So, next six games for Falcons, they play the Panthers twice, Chargers, Bears, Commanders, Steelers. I like the Steelers, nobody else does. Uh, Bucks next six games, Panthers, Ravens, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Saints, 49ers. Good luck. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, that's Falcons win the division. Yeah, completely agree. Falcons are definitely looking at a lot better schedule than uh, the Buccaneers are. And I definitely agree. It's looking like the Buccaneers are definitely on that downward trajectory, and... Falcons are on that upward. Speaking of upward trajectories, the Jets are not the Jets. Nope. Or are they J-E-T-S? Jets, Jets, Jets! I guess they are. I, here, 
the biggest thing for me, this is the second in a row double digit lead for them. Yeah. What in the hell? Double digit wins for the Jets? What what universe are we in? Two weeks in a row against the Packers. Yeah. So my question here, and this is a bold one, should Buffalo be worried? It definitely is a tougher division right now than they thought it would be. Yeah. I, All around. Patriots, right. Jets. I still think the Dolphins are fine. Just got to keep their they quarterbacks up, right? that quarterback but situation. Got to navigate right. the quarterback situation. But honestly, I feel like they're fine, whether it's Bridgewater or Tua, as long as they can keep one of them upright at the same, you know. Yeah, because they're both capable of putting up numbers. Which we'll talk we're, about in a little bit. Of but course. Yeah, the Jets, man. Brees, Brees Hall. Hall is yeah. Rookie of the Year. I think it's over. Uh, yeah, unless he completely, get, unless he gets injured, falls off the face of the earth, whatever. Well, so unless he gets injured or unless teams just playing around him, right? Like right. they're like, it's Brees Hall show, so let's figure out a way to stop him. If one of those two things happen, which actually if that happens, will help out the Jets. One of the weird things about the Jets is like Elijah Moore. What? Right. In the world? Yeah. Nothing. Just no no targets, no nothing. And they came out today, I guess he's looking for a trade, which I kind of get. Seemed like a somewhat selfish tweet because he was kind of mocking the fact that they were winning. And it's like, but I'm not getting any targets. Like, dude, come on. Winning's more important. What do you what do you want to be a part of? A winning team? Or do you want to put a Yeah, when you were getting a bunch of targets, you were part of a really bad team. Yeah. So. so, but yeah, the run game here, 20 rushes, 116 yards for Brees Hall, 5.8 yards per carry. Even Michael Carter jumping in there, six rushes, 41 yards, 6.8 yards Always like Michael Carter as a piece. And then their defense, Aaron Rodgers sacked four times. Jets had nine quarterback hits and five tackles for loss. So I have another question. Should Green Bay be worried? Are we worried? We both put him in the Super Bowl. Well, well, that's true. I shouldn't have. I, you know, definitely should have picked the Eagles. I should have went with my gut and should have picked the Eagles. I thought it was too bold. thought it was too far. But I didn't think the Steelers were too far, so that makes no sense. But anyway... I thought it was too far to pull them, but I think like I did have Minnesota winning division. I feel right. pretty darn good about that right yeah. now. I have to say, I like I, Green Bay. They need a wide receiver, right? Yes, like, that's and that's what, what I, I have here. So Rogers, they need to push the ball down the field. When Rogers averages more than seven point seven yards per attempt, they win. Literally right. three and zero. When he's less than in the three losses, he's less than six yards per attempt. They have to get a wide receiver, whether it's via trade, looking at Carolina, honestly, Washington at this point, um, maybe, ironically, the Raiders, um, <laughs> or <laughs> who would they get there? Right. Or one of the few free agents remaining. Honestly, I would even go for a Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, because you need to start stretching the field. Well, Will that's Fuller the can here. do it for you. Right. Like, he exactly. can stretch the field. Because I think that that's the point. Like, you need to stretch a field because you got Dobbs. He's not a burner. Nope. Lazard, stretch the field, burner. right? Stretch the field opens up the middle for Lazard and Dobbs, and I think that and would just make, yeah, and Tanyan. I like which Tanyan had a great said, game. Yeah, yeah, so I just think that's what they have to focus on now. OBJ signed with the Vikings, which we can go on to the Vikings. Vikings win twenty four over the Dolphins sixteen. Do they bring in OBJ to keep him away from the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Maybe because <laughs> like, like... <laughs> I saw this and my first initial reaction was why. Maybe that is. I, I didn't think about that, but that's a pretty good reason. Like, <laughs> like I, I I saw that he was signing, and I was just like, why? I mean, they have Justin Jefferson. They have Adam Thielen. They have um, 
their health issues. KJ Osborne. Know, like, I, like, you know, they they started using Irv Smith Jr. over the weekend. I was like, right. they don't really need the weapon. But then I thought about it. They're in the division with the Packers. Keep OBJ away from the Packers. God, that might be the. You know what? That's a pretty good strategy too. Like I'm, <laughs> it is. I'm okay with keeping OBJ away from Aaron Rodgers. By the way, GM of the year. <laughs> if that's why they did this, I love this move. I didn't at first, but I love this move. You keep OBJ away from the Packers, bring him in. All for it. All for it. So with all that being said, I mean, my takeaway from this game to me, not much going on here. Vikings do just enough to win. I mean, I, I put Kirk Cousins beats a second string quarterback in the one o'clock window. Shocker. Yeah. I mean, doing what he does literally every year. And I would just end my last statement about this is Vikings are five and one. The North is really struggling right now. I was right. Vikings are going to take this division. Yeah. I have no doubt. Right I now. don't, I, I don't really see unless the Packers can figure out something as far as a deep threat. I do not and see that. they took them. away OBJ. Right. They're, playing, they're playing the long game. <laughs> they are playing chestnut checkers on that one right there. So, um, I will say, as far as the Dolphins, like, let's not get too crazy about the Dolphins. Bridgewater had a good game, 23 or 34, 329 yards. Did have two picks, but one was a deflection off of Jalen Waddle. Honestly, Jalen Waddle had a bad game. He did. He had an interception. He had a fumble as well. Um, but he was... They got to protect their quarterbacks, period. Whoever it is. I mean, Bridgewater sacked five times, 13 quarterbacks hits. That's after Thompson came in and yeah. got knocked out of the game. So, protect your quarterback. Yeah. Come on. And honestly, a little shocked by this just because of the style of football they play. I thought they'd do more like screen and quick pass and all this stuff. Agreed. Kind of weird that they're getting sacked that much, but they've got to figure that out. Speaking of teams that are getting sacked a ton, but not this week, Rams 24, Panthers 10. We talked about it last week. It was going to be a game in the trenches. I said, look out for Burns. Guess what he had? Nothing. Right. No quarterback hits, no sacks. Stafford sacked only once in this game. Here's the thing, Had a though. great game. Did he? Because I, I have a problem with this game. First of all, my little shorthand is for the Panthers, and it's same shit, different coach. So, <laughs> But for the Rams, I have a problem, actually. I have a huge problem here because the Rams – I wouldn't have a problem for a lot of other teams, but the Rams are Super Bowl contenders, right? Like, everybody had them going right. to the Super Bowl. That's who's supposed to be in there, or at least the NFC Championship. If you say that we won on the offensive line and that your quarterback didn't get sacked, then why is your all-pro, all-monster, all-amazing quarterback only 26 for 33 with 253 yards, one touchdown, one interception? If I look at that in any game, that's those numbers aren't fantastic. No, they're not. Like, they're not. But and, uh, you're playing the Panthers, you don't have to do a lot. I I would think that because you're playing the Panthers, you, you want to get back on track. Beat the holy, beat the brakes off of them to build confidence for the next game. Like, I'm really concerned because, uh, to me, that's more reason to be concerned. The fact that the Panthers are so bad, those numbers should be better. And I think, like, I, I'm really worried about the Rams. I don't think, I'm actually going to say it right now, they're not even going to be in the playoffs. Whew. I venture to agree with you because not only that... My biggest concern from this game is the complete lack of running game. Right, which also goes with the offense. But, yeah, they have no running game. I mean, Cam Akers is done, basically. I mean, well, he's yeah, also he, requesting a trade. Yeah. So, like, Henderson, 12 rushes, 43 yards. Malcolm Brown, 7 rushes, 15 yards. And Ronnie Rivers. Ronnie Rivers. One Sounds rush like a country singer from 1968. <laughs> yeah. One rush for zero yards. I mean, nobody's nobody's doing no. anything here. Nope. And Cam Akers wasn't doing anything. He's clearly pretty much out i think right. at this point so yeah the rams are uh rams are struggling yeah complete lack of running game 
But on the flip side. Team that's not struggling in the same division. Well, especially not in the run game. Walker runs Seahawks to victory in this one. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Seahawks 19, Cardinals 9. So, here, a few takeaways here. Um, if you were a Cardinals fan, and I said, hey, you're playing the Seahawks. And I said, hey, you're going to sack Geno Smith five times. And I said, Kyler Murray's going to throw for 222 yards. And I said, he's going to rush for 100 yards on 10 carries. Who do you think wins the football game? Oh, I would 100% think Cardinals. And how many points do you think the Cardinals would have? More than, you think they'd be in double digits, right? More than 20? Oh, yeah. How do you do what they did and score nine points? And nine points. The crazy thing about the nine points is their one touchdown was on special teams. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a huge problem. And honestly, I don't know if he will be. But I think Cliff Kingsbury needs to be the next coach gone. I think Ooh, this the is next it. coach gone. Yeah, the next coach gone. I think this is it. Like to me, I've seen enough. I think Kyler Murray is way more talented than he is. He put up numbers showing you that he's talented. Correct. The Seahawks defense is weird, kind of like people for some reason call them good, but they give up a bunch on scoring. So we'll see. But I, I just they do uh, produce turnovers. Yeah. But I just look at the Cardinals and I like. They have way more talent than what they're showing. Oh, yeah. Way more talent than what they're showing now. And that now, usually means fire the coach. Yeah. Kyler Murray, two turnovers, interception, one fumble loss, sacked six times in this game. Yeah. Oh, six sacks. I think I said five, so that's even worse. You sacked them. Like you said about Seattle, though, Seattle's defense, 30th in scoring, 30th in yards, but fifth in turnovers. That's what they do. And they've been doing it with their rookie cornerbacks. Honestly, they hit on two cornerbacks late in this draft. Fourth-round pick, Kobe Bryant. Four forced fumbles on the year. Um, and then Tariq Woolen, four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, one this past week, which was a Kobe Bryant forced fumble. I mean, shocker. And fifth round pick. Seattle knows how to pick defensive players. Uh, in the past couple of years, they really haven't been able to draft, period. Well, so, right. really, to see them pull out these two gems from the fourth and fifth round, that's a good, that honestly, that's something to get excited, excited about if you're a Seattle fan. So, coming up next, Bills, Chiefs. I don't have much for this one because it's kind of obvious, right? Like, this is the battle for the AFC crown at this point of the season. It was a game that pretty much, I mean, are you shocked by anything that happened in this game? Because I kind of wasn't. No, I called it. Last week I said, this is the game you bring Von Miller in for. He had two sacks and he pushed Mahomes out of the pocket for that final interception. This is why you brought him in. Completely agree. Yeah, but I could watch these two teams play literally every week and, and I'd be well, pretty happy get ready for it yeah. you're gonna see them again in the postseason <laughs> I, I'm totally fine with that speaking of teams that face each other way too often Eagles 26 Cowboys 17 so a few things here first of all it's no longer fly Eagles fly it's now how high are they gonna fly because who beats them I don't know they like don't... their schedule it's not great like in terms of difficulty it's pretty easy and I like you know honestly if I'm the Eagles I'm worried most about your two games coming up against the Giants later in the season right like, to me those are the two big games but like and, and they face a few teams that are okay but there's nothing scary on their schedule and so where's the loss here I yeah I I don't see it uh, other than the, I mean I, again division games are division games right yeah. so like I do think the Giants could take one they do play the Packers if the Packers put everything all together maybe the Colts I think are a team that could beat them again but 
that's kind of ant. They're like the ant. They're the team the Colts don't want to face, right? Because they rush the passer, right? So I think I'm gonna be able to keep Matt Ryan upright. But I think the thing to really keep in mind with this game is the Cowboys had not given up more than one touchdown to any team this year. Yeah, they got three to the Eagles. Like yeah. the Eagles aren't just good; they're like great. Like they're phenomenal right now. Like I just like this is really scary to me how bad the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense. Has looked like the best. I don't care what the, any of the numbers are. Just eye test. The Cowboys defense have looked the best all year. Yes. And they look terrible against the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, really, Micah Parsons, no quarterback hits, no sacks. Ha- completely only, neutralized. The him. only time I've ever seen that. Yeah. I've never seen Parsons taken out of a game until now. Yeah, exactly. That's scary. And as far as Dallas offensively, this... And this is where, like, the quarterback controversy idea is put to rest. This is the game you it's need to Well, this is the best thing that could happen to them, honestly, because I think it's a really bad thing. What I brought up last week, it's a really bad thing if Cooper Rush beats the Eagles right. and then Prescott comes out and loses the next game. Like, that that would be horrible, and, and not because it should be, but because that's the way the league is and people are going to talk about it. It's, just, it's the Cowboys. But, like, honestly... Cooper Rush throwing three interceptions and losing game is the best thing that could have happened to Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. Because now agree. it's done. The, yeah, the, the conversation, conversation is over. over. But also, they need depth at wide receiver and tight end. A depth at, tight, at wide receiver? They need talent. Yeah. I don't know that they have it, quite honestly. Gallup can't say healthy. I have talked about C.D. Lamb all year and my whole life. You know how I feel about C.D. Lamb. Yeah. He's inconsistent. He's. I don't think he's a smart football player. Like catch just, percentage fifty five percent on the year, not fantastic. No, and then Gallup seven targets, two receptions, eighteen. Honestly, yards. the best looking wide receiver at times for them has been Noah Brown, and he was completely neutralized in this game. He was, which I think, might have been a point of emphasis because I feel like when Cooper Rush is in there, that's the target. He, yeah, and right? the Eagles the have been one, one of the smartly coached teams in the league so far, which is crazy, but. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, we got to stop saying that, right? Like, it's not crazy anymore. Like, right. it's true. And I think, like, we talked about Brian Dable easily being coach of the year. It's not that easy because it's Nick Sirianni's right up there. I mean, really, to me, like, it's a coin flip, and it depends how long he's undefeated streak class. Right. If he goes 10-0, and 0, like, I don't think, how can you give it to Brian Dable? Unless right. he's the one that, unless they beat him twice, maybe. Right. But, like, I, I just, like, it's, and they're doing it in different ways, right? Because Dable is all about setting the mentality and all that kind of stuff, right? But Sirianni's doing the... And I'm not saying Dable's not doing this either. But what Sirianni's strengths are is like the like situational football. And yeah. he is just knocking it out of the freaking park right now. That and just toughness on both lines. Yeah. And that, Arguably yeah. the best offense and defense line. Correct. Separately, like best right. offense, best defense, and then just just together. Like obviously they are the best in the trenches, and it ain't even close at this point in the season. Okay. So we're going to some we talked about a really well coached team to two teams that I feel their NFL, their coaches should not be in the NFL head coaches. Like both coaches should be gone. Chargers yeah. Broncos. Like I'm get rid of them both. One I'm word done. for both these teams: underwhelming. Absolutely, and like uh, I agree with your comment you wrote down here. Why are we seeing the Broncos every week in prime time? Well, Russell. They Wilson, did this because Russell. You know, they were the the, the flashy thing of the off season. Russell Wilson comes in. Everybody flashy. sees them. They're the most boring team to watch right, right now. 
exactly but everybody saw them as tampa bay pre-brady so everybody thought oh wilson's gonna come in he's coming into this great roster great defense pieces around him weapons this is gonna be awesome it's gonna be a fireworks show not at all man just again outside the numbers just watching that game that wilson under throwing that touchdown Uh and at the end of half that was where I was just like, yeah, it, it's done. The yeah. season's over. I, Travis, I'm concerned because I don't know if that statement is the most accurate statement you could make because I think his career might be over. Right. And I don't know how or why or like I have no explanation. And maybe we'll find out that Nathaniel Hackett really is the worst coach of all time and just did everything wrong. I have no clue. But when I look at Wilson, it's the throws he's making. It's not coaching. Yes, there's some bad plays going on. That's not the point. I don't know if he just didn't. It's, and this is the thing, too. And we've talked about this, too. Play people in preseason. Yes. Russell Wilson, he's a new quarterback. Build reps with wide receivers. He's a new quarterback, Nothing. new coach. Why would you not play and him? In you can tell. Like, yeah. Judy, they're, none of the receivers are on the same page. Corlin Sutton, Sutton, completely underwhelming this year. Like, nobody is on the same page with Wilson. It's like they're playing two different offenses sometimes. You're like, like Wilson threw this play and wide receivers all ran this route. I don't know what's going on. Like, and some of that's coaching, but I think a lot of that's on Wilson. I don't know, but I, I just look at like, like that's two hundred twenty forty five million dollars down the drain at this point. It looks like, right. and your coach is terrible. Like yeah. I don't, whatever you want to say about Russell Wilson, your coach is awful. Yeah, and man, kind of feel a little bit bad for the new Bron- Broncos owners. They thought they were getting a well a Bronco, and <laughs> yeah. man, they got a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, but honestly, I'm not impressed by the Chargers either. Herbert, he, he's got to be injured still and clearly i mean 4.2 yards per attempt honestly both the chargers and broncos need more depth at wide receiver i just think eckler's i don't i actually i don't think that's true for the broncos i just think they're not being used like i I think the broncos have pieces underneath sutton we're just not seeing anything at all because we have terrible coaching well now since tin patrick went out really it's it's really just judy and corlin like i who else do they have there I just, I don't, like, I want to see it. Like, I just, I think we're just, I mean, and why aren't they playing Melvin Gordon? <laughs> He's been struggling, and he lost playing time to Latavius Murray, who was just brought <laughs> just in. Brought this in. Yeah, and who had 15 rushes, 66 yards, and 4.4 yards per carry, which is still a better stat line than Melvin Gordon's had probably yeah, all year. You're right. So, I mean, it's, Which I've never liked Melvin Gordon, so. Right, but he's had good years, you know, not great, but... Definitely not what he's doing this year. So, really, I just, man, this game was boring. These teams are boring. I don't think, I think both teams, Broncos are definitely going to miss out on the playoffs. But I'm at the point where I think the Chargers will, too. And I think both coaches need to be gone next year. Yeah, Chargers are finding, and I I don't know off the top of my head what the rest of their schedule looks like, but they're finding ways to win games against not great teams. And so they might be able to limp into the wild card. They're certainly not going to win the division. Right. But they might be able to limp into the wild card. But I'll tell you this, if they make the playoffs, they're not going to win any games in the playoffs. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So I want to I want to throw one stat at you that I, I forgot on one of the games. And I thought this is really interesting because I think, you know, we're getting to the point where we got to really start talking about who are the best teams in the league. And I know yeah. we've talked about the Eagles. But I have a trivia question for you, and I'm going to give you a hint that 
The answer is not the Eagles. Okay. So there are four teams that have scored more than 150 points in the season. Okay. Okay. There are five teams that have given up less than 100 yards per season. There's one team that is in both of those lists. What is that team? Scored more than 150. Yep, and they have given up less than 100. Less than 100. Man, that's it. They've given up 81 points, which is first in the league. Right. And they've scored 174, which is second to, I think, the Chiefs 176. Bills. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, mean, that's where we're heading, right? Like, to me, the Bills, like, they beat the Chiefs. That was the AFC team crown. Like, the crown title game in the middle of the season, I just... I know the Jets are doing well. That division's better than everybody thought, I think. But so could, you know what? So are the Bills. That's the thing, or at least me. Like the Bills well, are better like that, than I thought too. Iron sharpens iron, right? So you're yeah. gonna face each other. You're gonna get better because now you don't have these games. I think that's that a really good point. Throwaway games. You can't just sit back every week. Yeah, you can't get complacent. Right. If they get complacent, and actually they have in the past with Josh Allen, gotten complacent and lost football games. Yes. So if they don't do that, like I watch out. But I just thought that stat was pretty awesome. Like, that's to be to 81 points. I mean, they're first by a lot because I think second place is like 97 or 99. Oh, yeah. So they're first by a lot. Yeah. And on defense. Really, like, ironically, I think the Bills. Do you remember that moment after the Dolphins game where Tua and Josh Allen were like embracing and yeah, Tua yeah. was talking to him? Absolutely. That was like the last close game that they lost. Yes. They were on like a this losing streak. What was it? Like eight in a row where they lost games that were one possession yeah. games. And now they've won every game since then. Yep. That are one possession games. A weird thought. But like I just remember watching that game and I was like, man, that's an interesting moment. And ever since then, like obviously Josh Allen was in a weird spot at the end of that game. And maybe that's because the Matt LaFleur was talking about with the Packers. Up until this year, they haven't faced adversity. Right. That's under correct. his under his tutelage there, under his coaching there, they have not faced adversity. This is the first year they're facing adversity in Green Bay. How are they going to handle that? And really with Buffalo, it's like they had a couple weeks in a row where they were losing these close games and you could see it. You could see it in Josh Allen at the end of that game, like, you know, hitting the ground, like missing that one play. Yeah, and absolutely. You could definitely see it. It's like the frustration, the emotion, and it's like, but now – that adversity is over, and they're winning these close games finally. And I think that was the last piece to putting them up in that upper echelon of they are on track to make it to the Super Bowl. With year. all that being said, it has been one hell of a season so far. And what do we got next week? So what do we got next week? I got a couple games I want to just take a quick flash look at. Falcons Bengals. This is a very interesting game because honestly, it's a huge game for huge, both teams. Yeah, huge game for both teams. Um, are we going to do some picks here? Because I, I feel like we should. You know how I feel about both teams. Give me the Falcons in this one. I know it's at Cincinnati, but give me the Falcons. And I'm going to go Cincinnati, so All right, get, we'll a, little, get on a little that on that. Um, Colts at Titans. I'm just going to stick with Colts because that's who I got, so I'm hoping you stick with the Titans. I'll so say Titans because Titans are... We have our AFC South Bowl here okay. this weekend. So, um, honestly... Interesting game to watch. Packers at Commanders. I'm not that interested. In it. I think I, Packers have been struggling, I but they've been struggling against good teams. Right. They've been struggling against good teams, but you know, are they going to have like a major bounce back game? I think it's kind of the same question with like um, what we were talking about. You know, with the Rams, like are they going to look underwhelming in their triumph? Yeah, they might. Or are is this going to be the wake up game where it's like Dobbs? 
balls out or yeah, whatever. They might. I feel like it, I really don't have the answer to that. I think you can go either way. I'll take Packers by three yeah. touch, by three touchdowns. I definitely honestly. take the Packers in this game. I don't think that's the interesting part of right, this game. I, I think the interesting part is how they win. Okay. Or worse, if they lose, there will be a lot to talk about next week. Um, honestly, Steelers Dolphins very interesting this game. game. Big game for both teams. I, I'm going two Dolphins. Of, uh, two of the guests is playing in that game, maybe. Seems maybe like. sort of. I like. I'll go ahead and take my Steelers. I'm going to ride with them. I'm going to ride with them. So I think, honestly, though, if you're any team right now, like now you want to play the Dolphins because I think if Tua gets back on track and he's able to stay healthy, I don't think you want to play them week 13, 14. So if you're going to play, you might as well get it over with. I mean, obviously last week would have been better, but you want to get it over with now. So yeah, I, but Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, still two of the top 10 receivers in the league. Still got a lot of speed on this. Even if it's Bridgewater, I still think the Dolphins are going to end up pulling this one out. I just feel like I feel like Bridgewater was getting comfortable in that game. Again, the one interception, not his fault. Um, really, just don't turn the ball over and they'll win this game, which Steelers do pretty well. So yeah, That's true. Very true. Um, and then, honestly, Seahawks-Chargers. It's a game with two teams that... Are doing well. Uh, Chargers have a record I think are better than what they actually are. Yeah, I'm actually gonna say. Uh, I mean, to me, it's a Seahawks victory, right? Yeah, that's what I have. Is that the only one we agree on? Out of the ones, well, I, out of the ones I chose here, Commanders. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, Grand, obviously, yeah, Commanders, Packers, yeah. <laughs> but all right, you're, you're not going Commanders on that one, are you? No, 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 no. I mean, I think you know because of the division. I think Ravens and Browns are something people should look at. Uh, you know, you have my wild card bowl, the Giants and Jaguars, right, with the new coaches. I think that's a big game. Yeah. And, you know, I like Texans Raiders are interesting to me because I think those teams, I think Texans could build some momentum, momentum here. here. And, like, honestly, so could the Raiders. So we'll see what happens with that one. I think Jets, Jets, dude, next week, actually, now that I'm looking at this, actually looks pretty awesome. Like, kind of excited about these slate yeah. games coming up. Yeah, definitely. And but honestly, that's the NFL every week. But here's the thing, and here's the problem. Uh, just saying that, looking at next week, all these games look great. But man, I do not care about the Cardinal Saints game. Like I feel like that's one of the worst games since Thursday night. Yeah, completely agree. They, both teams have been underwhelming really been this year. I feel bad for Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit right now. They've been calling some bad football games. Both teams are just not well coached right now. No, that's true. Not well coached and dealing with some injury issues. Of course, D hops back tonight, so. I'm picking Cardinals, kind of out of default, but I'm picking Cardinals because D Hop's back. They are yeah. much better with D Hop than they are without him. Although the Saints have been playing pretty good ball, so giving up a lot of points. Though. Yeah, I'm giving up. Yeah, their defense is not playing great, but their offense with Andy Dalton is playing good without the receiver. I don't get it, but whatever. Anyway, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the great weekend that we have coming up. Great slate of games, and have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it as much as we did, please like, follow, subscribe, share with your mom, share with your dad, share with your friends, share with your dog. I don't care. If you didn't like it, share it with absolutely no one and pretend like this never happened. Have a great weekend.